This program was first broadcast on Arrow FM, Wadarapa's only community access media station, and shared on access media with the support of New Zealand On Air. Legend, welcome to World Domination. I'm your host, Monica Ferguson, New Zealand girl mindset coach, here to help you thrive, to help you heal, to help you overcome all those old feelings of unworthiness and fear and limits and doubts, and help you to step into the greatness that you are literally created for. I bring you amazing people from all around the world to inspire and empower you. So let's get into it. Beautiful people, welcome to this week's episode where I bring you an amazing guest, TikTok Gary, who I found on TikTok, and he's also got the same name on Instagram. He is now a professional hope dealer. He owns and founded Hope Cartel. He has the most incredible story of going from drug dealer, drug addict to sober, clean, and empowering thousands and thousands and thousands of people. His story is incredible, you guys. Check it out and enjoy. All right, TikTok Gary in the house. Welcome, my friend. Thank you, Monica. Thank you very much for having me. I feel like we're friends already because I've seen so much of your face on my phone. Like, probably more than anyone else lately. It's just constant. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's a pleasure. So good. Um, so, firstly, everyone needs to go and find you online. Um, one of the things that jumped out so much, which is why I asked you to be here, is your ability to tell stories. Like, you are one of the greatest storytellers ever. Like, Thank just you. fun side note, there was one of your videos that popped up this morning, and I was just like, is this real? And it, it was. It was real. And it was about some guy with a chainsaw that was, like, cutting down your front door or something. And it just goes on and on, and you're like, this honestly could be a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a crazy <laughs> There's been some crazy moments, yeah. That, that that was actually those stories that um those those type of stories we call them war stories over here. Um, yeah. they were early days of my social media career. I mean, I'm still early days. I'm only 18 months in, but they were early days. Um, I've sort of steered a bit away from them. So yeah, yeah. Only because um, you know, I wanted to get people's attention and negativity cells you know violent cells so um yeah. it sucks but it's the truth of it so um i i had to you know tell some old sto- war stories from the from the old life and um you know and those that, well, I look yeah. at them now cringe a little bit because i was talking tough at the time and that that's not the message i really wanted to push but i need to snap next my way so as soon as i got people yeah. attention, then i could really push the message i'm trying to which is a positive one and that life's not worth it so yeah yeah. Yeah. And the mindset coach in me is so happy when I see your videos because it's like, it's so empowering and it's about like radical responsibility, right? And that all of us have a choice. And there are a lot of, a lot of creators that talk about stuff and they kind of spin it like a victim. It's always a victim thing. I was like, well, they focus yeah on the negative, not our ability to change it or our ability to heal. Um, that stands out so much, so much. The language that you use is so powerful and it's, it's cool too for people to see though your own journey. Like I'm the, I'm the same. I share all my own stuff because it's like people relate. They see ourselves or themselves in our stories, right? It's like you're not sitting here saying, I am perfect. You should wish you were as good as me. It's like, yeah. no, nah, we've all gone through it and that's why we're here. <laughs> yep. A hundred percent. And I, I live for that. You know, I live for, you know, today my brand is, you know, real and authentic and, um, 
you know, I don't, you know, don't try to sugarcoat it. And, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, you know, they've attracted to that real authenticity. And I think as long as I stay true to that, then, um, everything will fall into place, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So bit of a different question perhaps, but I'm yep. most interested for you. What was the moment or was there a moment or like something that happened where you sort of thought, man, I'm done with this. Like it's time for a change. Like your, yeah. you know, wake up call kind of thing. Yeah, there was a massive wake up call, but, um, well, it's, it was such a process. The transition yeah. from leaving the old life behind and where I am today didn't happen overnight. It was, um, it was a massive transition. So. Um, if you don't know, you know, I grew up in the streets, uh, for whoever's listening, if they don't know, I grew up in the streets and, um, you know, in gangs and, you know, we were a product of our environment and, you know, mm. we learned to survive in the streets, um, selling drugs, you know, I'm not going to lie about it. I'm a convicted drug dealer. Um, nothing I'm proud of, but it is what it is. That's it's part of my journey and, um, no excuses, you know, just, I was driven by greed. That's, that's probably, if I can give myself any excuse, that's what it was. I was driven by green. I come from a broken home. Um, it took a while to, to work out what's real in this world and to stop and smell the roses, you know. So, um, in that journey, obviously, occupational hazard of being a criminal is, um, you know, worked out in the end, either in prison for the rest of your life, um, dead or, in, in, you know, washed up on drugs and, um, yeah, I'm pretty much touched based on all of them. I, um, you know, I did six years prison, um, drug trafficking and violence. And, um, that was part of the life and took it almost like at that stage, you know, silly to say now, but, um, I took it as a badge of honor. And, um, it should have been enough to wake me up. Uh, you know, I've been shot at multiple times at multiple attempts in my life, been stabbed, had my head cracked open, all the rest of it. Um, the stuff that comes along with it and, you know, that bravado, that mask that we have, especially men, you know, that ego, yeah. that bravado, that sort of, um, you know, kept driving me to more and more damage. Um, you know, I helped ruin a community, you know, let's not lie about it. Um, this is, I can say all this now. It wasn't till I, um, you know, the ironic thing is I was looking at the, the rest of my life in prison. Um, so, you know, anywhere from 20 to 25, 15, 20, 25 years. Um, on some serious charges. Um, I don't, I was found innocent, but, um, I don't whinge about being put up against the courts with something that I was innocent for because what about all the stuff that I didn't get caught for? Do you know? So it was sort of, yeah. this life's got a funny way of balancing itself out. And that, that woke me up as a, as, you know, as choosing a, sh- a, a silly career, you know, yeah. a silly career choice, you know? Um, Anyways, when that happened, I thought, well, I've had enough now. And so I um, walked away from the life of, of making money illegally. But um, obviously, I had a, a lot of, you know, when you stop, you start to feel, you know, then the healing process starts done that you need to feel to heal. So yep. um, I was numb to a lot of things for a long time. And then when I walked away from the life, I, I stopped to smell the roses and oh, well. It hit me all, hit, all caught up for me. It hit me, you know, the streets will always chew you up and spit you out. It hit me like a ton of bricks. And, um, then I, I end up, um, becoming washed up on drugs. You know, I never had a problem, you know, growing up in the streets with taking drugs. I had a problem with the money that comes from drugs. And yeah. then the funny when I walked away from a lost crime, 
Um, you know, and, and I was attracted to that life crime from making money off drugs. Um, I ended up taking drugs to heal the wounds that I had, you know, to band-aid the wounds that I had from a, from a life of crime and making money from drugs. So once again, life has a funny way of balancing itself out. Karma is so real and I probably deserved it. You know, I probably deserved that journey, that sting. Um, it was the hardest time in my life. Uh, you know, for about five years there, I was homeless. Um, cause I wasn't, you know, active and making money in the streets. I, um, all I was looking for was an, a rock to, you know, um, numb the pain. Mm. And so homeless, I was washed up. I was addicted to drugs. I, um, had, you know, certain crews from the area that were coming up, rising through the ranks. And, you know, I was an old head that had retired or, or tried to do anyway at that stage. And, um, yeah, they, you know, that stage of my neighborhood trophy. So, you know, I've got people, you know, drive-bys in my house, you know, you name it, the list goes on. And, um, yeah, it was really, really hard time. It was a massive shot to my ego. And, um, it was the darkest time in my life, but also the most humbling, you know, um, it, it was, you know, they say that some of the darkest moments in our life can be some of the most beautiful. And, um, so those five years there were very, very hard. Um, you know, I tried to take my own life, a bunch of stuff, OD three times, you know, multiple attempts on my life, but, um, it got me where I am today and I needed mm. to go through all that to be where I am today. So it's, it's crazy to think about it, but, um, you know, I wouldn't take anything back. And, um, once I got through that stage, um, then, you know, I could start my road to redemption, my road to recovery. And, um, you know, I had all the, all the boxes ticked to be where I am today, you know? And so, yeah, it's funny. So I would say, um, back to your question, I would say it would be the, you know, looking down the barrel in the courtroom at the rest of my life in prison to walk away from a life of crime and, you know, to start to feel the process of healing. But in saying that, then I got washed up on drugs for five years, you know? So it was, there wasn't, there's a lot of defining factors in that. You know, I had a friend that, um, took his life during trial. Close friend of mine took his life during trial when we were running the big trials. Um, he didn't want to, you know, he had a girl problems and stuff and, um, he didn't want to see the end result. Yeah, man. So there's a lot, I can go on a lot of friends I've lost along the way, you know, and, um, you know, a lot of damage and, you know, now I sit here today and think about it and wow, I was like, you know, help ruin a community. I helped poison the community. I was part of the problem, you know. But um, that's why I do what I do today, which is push a positive message and try to raise awareness that drugs, jail, and crime's not worth it. And um, for anybody that's listening, you know, it's a shit life. And I, you know, like I say, I'm no longer a dope dealer. I'm a hope dealer, and I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna push that all the way to a rehab center. You know, that's my plan. That's my goal. Five year goal. I'm only 18 months in, and we're doing, you know, Hope Cartel. That's my brand, registered business, and we're doing really, really well. You know, um. Yeah, we've, we've kicked the doors in on social media and, um, you know, I've learned to love and not hate and, um, we're doing all the right things, you know, and now I've just got to right my wrongs, you know, it's going to be a long journey and, um, just keep pushing that positive message, you know, keep turning up every day, keep trying to be a best version I can and it's hard work and there's always going to be mistakes and, you know, two steps forward can, next minute can go one step back, but that's okay. I'm prepared for the challenge and, you know, I suppose, when I get a rehab center, when I own my own rehab center, I'm, 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 you know, giving back to the community and I'm breaking generational trauma by getting people clean and, you know, they're, they're getting back out into the community and 
hopefully yeah. they stay clean and get a job and a mortgage and their kids don't have to go through the the hell of um you know being involved in in the drug the war on drugs let's not lie about it it's crazy you know and um so many kids are robbed of their childhood because of it and i know firsthand you know i've seen it firsthand um I can, you know i'm part of the problem like i said but now i want to be part of the solution so that's what it is and you know when i own a rehab center i suppose then i'll, I'll see what's next but um that's that's the first big goal yeah yeah okay i'm literally writing notes because there was so much cool stuff in that okay I'm going to geek out here for a sec because the mindset coach in me is so happy. Like what you just said was amazing. I'm so glad we recorded that Um, because I want everyone who's listening, right? This is a community of like mindset, empowerment, self-awareness, owning our shit, um, leading our own lives, right? No matter where we've come from, not being a victim kind of thing. And there's so much gold in what you just said that I literally wrote notes. That is what a geek I am. So the first thing is you're obviously such an inspiration and I just like congratulations on, you know, 18 months. That's amazing. Amazing. Yeah. 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 Um, one of the things that I love that you just said, it's the way that you own stuff. Like you're not being a victim about it, but you're also not punishing yourself for the rest of your life. Cause a lot of people do that, right? It's like in my work, so much of it is getting people to forgive themselves for stuff that they did when they didn't know any better, when they didn't have any options. So many people hold on to that for the rest of their life. Like I'm a failure because I did this, this, or, you know, they just punish themselves and it's actually a lot easier, right? Cause you can justify being a victim. You can justify not yeah. moving out of your comfort zone. So I just love that you do that so beautifully where you really own, like you're so self-aware on what happened and the impact that it had, but from that space, you're then able to move forward, which is incredible. Well, like, it's, yeah, thank you. You know, it has been a process. Um, you know, I've had to address my shame and guilt. I still hold plenty of guilt. I do, but I've had to, like you said, the key word was forgive myself because, you know, I stored a lot of, I, I stored a lot of bad energy up along the way, you know, and, um, yeah. I, um I've had to unpack probably right now. We're still unpacking that bad energy, you know, um, yeah. it's a process for sure, but, I've had to address my shame and guilt and I've had to forgive myself, which was a massive part of, of my journey, you know, like, and um, that's only been recently in the last 12 months, you know, I've learned to do that and working with some really good people um, that, you know, well, I actually went through a um, holotropic breathing. So we did a, you mm-hmm. know, a mental health yeah. workshop and that was awesome. That helped me a lot. You know, I've, um, you know, I've read a forgiveness, a letter of forgiveness to myself. Um, yeah. You know, I've had to address my shame and guilt publicly and then I burnt that letter, you know, only, only I know what's on that letter, you know, and, um, that was all yeah. part of, I understand that's all part of the process, you know, for me to be able to help people and helping people helps me, you know, I had to definitely address my shame and guilt and mm. then forgive myself. That's all part of it, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. It is. And it goes way beyond drugs and alcohol. It's like, I have people who sit there and they're like, I'm not a good enough mum and I'm punishing myself because I'm not a good enough mum or I'm not good at this or I'm not good enough. And it's like, is that actually true? And they're like, oh, actually no. But we're taught, like we think like this and in society, we're taught to think like this, like no matter what we do, what we are, it's not enough. Um, but like all my other episodes on here, I geek out hard about the subconscious mind because that's what I'm trained in, right? So when we're looking at pain, trauma, patterns, wanting to break cycles, it's all in the subconscious mind. And so that's why I literally wrote down notes because there's some things that you're doing that are so powerful and that's why you're getting the results that you're getting. Like um, 
the language too, like the language that you use, like hope cartel. I love it. It's so clever. And I want people to really be aware of it. Like it's so clever taking like drug language and using it in a positive way. Um, but it's all very forward focused, right? Like you're talking about your goals that you have. And that's something else I want everyone to hear. Like your big goal when you own a rehab. So I was like, a rehab center, like you're already focused on that. You have your drive, you know what you're working towards. That's what mm. gets results. And a lot of people aren't doing that. They're looking at what they don't want, what's hard, why they can't have it. And it's, it really stands out in your language. So that's just me being a geeky mindset coach. <laughs> uh, and you know what purpose, you know, I never, I've only, I'm 42 and it's only been in the last 18 months that I've found purpose, you know, um, yeah. and like, we all need purpose. Some some people might be being a parent. It could be your job. I'm not sure, you know, it could be anything. But, you know, I went through, a, you know, the, the trials and tribulations of life to get where I am today. It's crazy to be 42 and and sit here now and have, say I've got purpose. You know, I've got a reason to be on this earth. You know, I'm not a parent. Um, I have a dog. I don't have a girlfriend. I've put myself in a position where I've, you know, put my back against the wall and I've got, yeah, like, like if something's negative, I just lean away from it. You know, I don't like conflict. Yeah. I, I yeah. don't like negativity. You know, I tried to feed. I don't even listen. I grew up listening to hip hop. I don't even listen to hip hop anymore. Do you mm. know? Because that subconscious mind that you're talking about. Yes. Is, now it's almost, I get anxiety listening to it. I think I'm doing something wrong. Do you know? Because yeah. I'm going to listen to people. I'm kicking indoors and I'm pumping drugs and, you know, <laughs> the rest of it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's not for me, you know? And, um, yeah, like, don't get me wrong, I've, I've, there's been a massive death to my ego, but at the same time, warrior mindset's a beautiful thing, do you know? So I've still got that drive, you know, I've still got that, that warrior, like that warrior mindset, I love it, you know, I love that drive, I love that, I've got purpose now, and, um, you know, I'm a go-getter and nothing's going to stop me, you know, did I had that mentality in the streets, in jail, you know, I had that, had to have that mentality to get off drugs, you know? But, um, yeah. now it's all for the, now it's all good. Now it's all positive, you know, which is absolutely beautiful. You know, I love it. You know, I wake yeah. up every morning and I don't have to worry about going to jail, I'm not on drugs. You know, I've got a roof over my head, food in me and my dog's belly. You know, I'm blessed and I've got purpose. I've got a reason to keep going, mm. you know, great. Yeah. Yeah. Love and life, totally love and life, you know, yeah. so the best life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So. Something else that you said before that I loved was around you've got to feel it to heal it. And and I think this is really interesting, right? Because, like, if we look at masking, you must have heard that term before, yeah? We, like, mask our stuff. So, like, obviously drugs and alcohol is one way, but there are a bunch of different strategies that people use, which is really just trying to avoid our pain, right, in general. So what's so funny, though, is when we take away the symptom, the drugs, the alcohol, the toxic relationships, the social media, whatever we're using, um, yeah. then we've got to feel all of our shit and it hits us like a truck. And often it's like our entire life worth of trauma shoved down. And I remember, um, when I first started my journey as well, and I remember crying to my coach one day and I was just like, Oh my gosh, like I'm going to die. Like, you know, this is too much pain. And he was like, what did you expect was going to happen? Monica? Like just 30, you know, 33 years of repressed trauma. Like, did you think it was going to be easy? And I'll never forget it because I did. I honestly thought, I've got this, I'm positive, you know, like love and light. And it was just like, boof, like every fear, abandonment, rejection, trauma, abuse, it all hits you at once and you feel it. And then that process is what puts a lot of people back to where they were at because it's too much. And I feel like that's why these conversations are so important. And that's why this podcast was created because 
it is a process, you know, like we can look to where you were to where you are now, but there's so much that happened behind the scenes that no one saw the times that you would have been like on your bathroom floor thinking dying would be easier than this. And I want people to understand that, you know, like how much, how much goes on behind the scenes, like under the surface, the pain of healing. Hey. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's an everyday thing. And that's what I say. People say to me all the time, they're like, guys, you know, your, your, your content's so inspirational, you know, you, 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 thank you so much. And I get the messages, you know, hundreds of messages a day. I get on yeah. social media. I'm so many, you know, months clean because of your content. You know, I've had people reach out and, you know, I've, I've voice messaged them. And the next week they've said, you know, when you voice messaged me, I was actually sitting with a bottle of pills and I'd had enough. I was about to leave this world and your voice message saved me. So like, that's so cool. Yeah. But in saying all that, this helps me, you know, that all that, all helping people helps me. It's a gift that keeps giving, you know, it's a 50, yeah. 50. I'm helping people to help myself as well. You know, like helping them helps me. It's, it's, if I wasn't making an impact, I don't know where I'd be. You know, like it's, it's, yeah. it's almost, it's a blessing, you know, it's such a blessing because yeah, being able to help people has learned me, taught me to love again. It's therapy, you know, it's giving me purpose, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's righting my wrongs, it's resetting my karmic debt, you know, all the rest of it, you know, and at the end of the day, you know, the kids are the collateral damage in, in, in the war on drugs and they're the ones, they're the innocent ones, you know, um, mm-hmm. and so like, you know, to be able to help the kids that are going without feeds, you know, and, um, you know, not getting yeah. Christmas, not going away to the holidays, you know, like to, you know, to, to hear someone's clean and they've got custody of their kids back. That's what it's all about. I live for it. And being, I'm not even a parent, but I've almost sacrificed that along the way. You know, I didn't want to be, have children when I was active in the streets. You know, I wasn't going to have children because I, I was just going to be a liability, you know, um, you know, coppers kicking in doors, all the rest of it, you know, going to jail was just, I was like, so I had my eye on the prize even though it was a negative one and then being on drugs, well, that was a no brainer. I wasn't going to put kids in the mix there. And now I'm on my journey of, of pushing hope and helping people. I think, well, you know, being a dad on top of trying to get or you, yourself and your brand all the way to a rehab center is just a big task. So I've just like, yeah, man, it's all really, it's all about the kids, you know? And um, yeah, you know, that, 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 that soothes my soul, you know, without sounding cheesy, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I love that. And, it's so fun talking to people that are ending cycles and people don't realize that they're doing it. Like, but when you actually say to someone, you literally are ending a cycle. Like I've seen in videos that we've spoken about your dad and his, like his problems with alcohol. Right. And so it's like from a subconscious mind perspective, you were raised, that's what you observed. That's how you learned how to deal with emotions. You shove them down. You know, he obviously didn't have the tools for himself, but what's so cool is like you're creating a legacy now where it's like, man, this is not going to be my story and I'm not going to, you know, like be a part of teaching other people that this is the way to do it. And there's so much power in it coming from someone who's real and who can tell stories the way you can. Like it is, I hope, I hope, and I'm sure you do because you get messages all the time, but it is so impactful. You know, it's not some boring flyer, like in a doctor's room being like, you should get sober. It's like, this is what it looks like. And from someone that's, that knows what it's like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. You know, um, that's what it is. And I think, you know, we call it in, you know, people I work with, we call it expert by experience, you know, and it's becoming a big thing. Um, you know, a lot of the white collar 
you know, leaders in all different areas are starting to notice that, you know, these people with, you know, they've they've had their hands dirty, you know, they haven't just read out of a textbook are the ones maybe they should lean to, you know, and um, it's it's good, you know, they're getting, you know, reformed, being a reformed criminal or a recovering addict, you know, these are some of the best people to work in the workplace of, of, of helping people, whether it's youth crime, whether it's, you know, addiction in rehab centers, all that, which is really good because, you know, once upon a time, they used to say people like myself did more damage than good, but now they're starting to, you know, wake up to themselves and saying, no, nah, actually, these these people know what they're talking about, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it builds empathy, right? How do you help someone through that if you've never struggled with it? Exactly. Like, it's ridiculous. It's not a textbook thing. Like, I'm no. side, side note, but you know there are key moments in, like, conversations that you remember? <laughs> so... I I worked in mental health for six years and like with people that like the top 3% of unwell people in New Zealand. So it's really intense, like, you know, unaliving attempts constantly, like real heavy stuff. And I hadn't seen one of my friends from school for like five years. And I ran into her and she had just finished like a master's in psychology. And, um, and I told her what I was up to and she goes, Oh, um, do you work with any schizos? And I was like, what? (laughs) Oh, can't you say that? And I was like, are you serious? Like, what's wrong with you? She's like, oh, oh, I didn't really know. And I was like, have you actually talked to someone who has schizophrenia? And she was like, no, five-year degree, never actually hung out with someone who has an experience of schizophrenia. And I was just like, this is, it kind of sums it up. I like, I hadn't, I did not have a psychology degree, but I had 20 clients who were thriving at the time because I treated them like a human. And it's yep. like, it's not textbook stuff. It's like yep. human interaction, like just insane to me. It was like yep. that moment. I was like, wow, like people that get, get caught up in the academia world and like, yes, there's value in education, but sure. the, the rapport and the relationship is, and the trust is everything. Without it, you've got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Totally agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, um, it's crazy because, you know, I, I bring my resume to work every day and it's yeah. 25 years plus of life experience, you know, um, I can yeah. hold with all types in the industry that we work in and, um, you know, whether it's mental health, you know, um, suicide prevention, drug addiction, you know, DV, I can go on and on, you know, every abuse you can imagine. And it's all because I've experienced firsthand, you know, I've, I've lived it and um, yeah. I've seen, you know, uh, poverty the whole lot, you know, and um, I, I hold my own. I, I know what I'm talking about. It's crazy. You know, who had ever thought? And it's funny because, you know, um, the the first first bit of content I did that um, went viral, was a um I've got a friend that works in um you know marketing and branding online and um I started I was only a couple of months into my um road to recovery I'd gone up the top of Australia up to Cairns and he went up the, he was up there he invited me up there and we were just training um you know gym kickboxing um eating together he's doing really well in his life and it was just a breath of fresh air it was actually the first time I'd been able to walk down the street and not worry about who's behind me I'd left the house without a weapon wow. all these you know, it was I could go to a restaurant and not put my back to the wall, you know, I could have my back to the door and it was it was a real humbling experience. It was awesome. It was a breath of fresh air. But anyway, um so I was um had to get some work obviously, you know, I was stepped into the real world and I you know, I'd never worked in my life apart not legally anyway. And um so I was handing my resume to the local bottle shop and I'd rang him and said, Oh, I'll come see you after I hand in this resume. 
um, and we'll have a coffee. And he goes, you're handing in a resume. I said, yeah, he goes, are you documenting this? I said, nah, should I? Because <laughs> I didn't know nothing about social media. I was yeah. off the and he go, I said, uh, he goes, yeah, for sure. So I did. And that video went viral. Uh, that content went viral. Little, I was handing my resume to um, the bottle shop. And, you know, from the life I've lived, from being a drug dealer to a drug addict to then trying to, you know, um, be a good person, a fruitful member of society, um, I was going to, you know, step into a bottle and then, you know, sell people poison. And, and, you know, I was linking up with the government, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's crazy to think of now. But um, I was just looking for a job. Obviously, life had more to offer for me than that. And, yeah, um, yeah that, that resume that I was handling into the bottle shop was, little did I know, that video was actually my resume for, um, you know, social media. So, yeah, <laughs> ironic as in that, you know. So, but that's what happened. And then I, I got a bit of traction. So, I, um, you know, started telling more and more, you know, of the old life so I hold a bit of traction and then from there I just thought right now we've got it oh, I've got hold of them I've got hold of these people looking my way and um let's push a positive message and 18 months later I'm you know I've, you know created multiple sources of income you know I've got a registered business so I pay taxes <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah so good crazy you know <laughs> like who would have ever thought you know what I mean but um yeah, I'm blessed, you know, to do what I'm doing today. What do they say? You know, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. So, yeah, you know, I love what I do for sure. And that is a wrap. Thank you for showing up for yourself, for being here. And please let me know your aha moments. I want to hear all about them. For extra support, make sure you're following me on TikTok and Instagram at the Monica Ferguson. Check out the School of Greatness for self-study courses. And of course, if you want one-on-one mentoring, just DM me and I would love to have a chat with you. Go and slay the day. Thank you for being you. See you soon.